1: Honestly, Pete, it's humbling. Um, you know, it's, it's just amazing. And it's, you know, to be where we're at, uh, to be ranked that high and to have, you know, other folks kind of taking notice, um, you know, makes a statement for us. And, and you know, certainly something that, um, you know, garners the, the the right kind of attention these days. And that, that's kind of what we're
0: looking for. Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Box. A lot more hockey has been played since the last time I spoke with you. And it's been quite a doozy. We have seen a lot of top ten matchups, a lot of top four matchups, some great overtime games, like the one on Monday night with Notre Dame West Haven and Darien going into OT. The big boys are playing against each other, and it's been a lot of fun. I've said this to numerous coaches. For me as a media member, it's fun. But I don't know if I'd want to be a coach right now because every day they have to get up. Every day there's another great opponent. Just straight looking at some of these schedules, New Canaan this past week played Fairfield Prep, Notre Dame West Haven, and Richfield Prep played New Canaan, Richfield, Darien, Darien played Greenwich Prep, and Notre Dame West Haven. Uh, Notre Dame West Haven played New Canaan, Notre Dame Fairfield, Darien, and Immaculate. So that's not fun for any coach to. To, you know, just every game, it's you got to get up, you got to get up. And we're going to see that a lot this year. I know I've mentioned it so many times, but every week I feel like I'm looking at the schedule and I'm like, oh, this is a great game. Oh, this is a great game. Oh, this is a great game. Oh, this is a game to see. So this is just the beginning of what will be a wild season. Um, You heard him at the top of the show this week. We have on Sheehan head coach Dave Festa. Um, Coach Festa and I go back to my time at the Record Journal uh, when Sheen was kind of on this rise to the top of Division Three. Um, you know, ending in a or they got to the top of Division Three when they reached the finals in 2019. They lost to Crosstown rival Lyman Hall, which was a co-op at the time. I, I must note, um, but it's been it's been a wild ride for Festa and Sheen. Uh, so we get to talk to him about that um there's a real family atmosphere around the titans obviously including festa he had his older son jake was the captain of the team when they played at Ingalls. his middle son luke now is uh a captain on the team as a senior and there's another festa coming um so we expect you know dave to be there for a while now uh but he's been there for 12 years and something happened for the first time with the sheen program and if you're listening to this show I imagine that you've already looked at the top 10 poll that's been released. And for the first time in a very long time, if ever, and I'm talking reaching out to longtime reporters, uh, Dan Nowak, who I work with at Game Time, covered hockey for a very long time, has voted in the poll for close to 40 years. He doesn't remember Sheen ever getting in. Uh, SEC Commissioner Al Carbone um, said that since they've been in the SEC, he doesn't remember them ever getting in. Um, coach Festa himself in his 12 years knows that they've never gotten in. And in this week's top 10, Sheehan is in at number seven. Uh, they beat hand who was number nine last week and number nine this week, five, one, then they scored nine on North Branford, And then they scored eight on Watertown pop this season, obviously no state tournament Sheehan bumped up to division two in the sec. They've won three straight. Division three, SEC, SWC titles. They wanted kind of more of a challenge. Uh, it also helped when they had to move to Northford this year because Choate um, and other prep schools weren't allowing any of the CIA schools in to practice and play their home games. So Sheehan moves to Northford and with basically the rest of the SEC division, SEC, SWC, Division II. Uh, and Sheehan has not slowed down. Uh, we talked to coach Festa kind of about their hot start because you look around the state and a lot of teams kind of got started slow. Um, it's been a weird year. There wasn't a lot of prep time. There wasn't a lot of practice. There wasn't some teams weren't able to even get scrimmages in. And Sheen has kind of just hit the ground running and, you know, big credit to coach Festa, the big three, you know, Anthony and Joe Romano and, and Luke Festa. And there's other guys are scoring too. So it's a great interview with Coach Festa, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And I will tell you his reaction when I, you know, told him that Sheen was going to be into the top ten was pretty awesome to see. And look, I understand coaches. You know, you have some coaches who say like, "We want to be ranked. We want to be ranked high. We want that respect." I spoke to Coach Larry Vieira for a story. Uh, this past week, and with no state title, you know they have the conference championships, and he said their goal is to be the number one team in this poll, um, especially this year with no state titles. And then you know you have some coaches who um, are like, ah, we don't care about where we're ranked. We know we know how good we are. We don't need you know validation from other people. And I totally get that. I understand that. But it was really cool, you know, to talk to Coach Vesta and tell him that they were going to be in the top ten. And, you know, he's been there for 12 years. You know, this is a D3 program uh, for a while. And and him and I spoke like there was one time when, when they had eight skaters, seven skaters, and they were dressing like three or four goalies. And now they're here. And, I you know, speaking with a lot of people around the state, you know, they believe Sheehan can score with anyone in the state. Doesn't matter D1, D2, D3. They feel like that Sheehan, that this Sheehan offense can score with everyone in the state. And that is a that's re- that's something, you know, that is nice to hear for a school like Shane Because most times, you know, a lot of the D two D three schools don't get love in the poll because the competition is vastly different. They're not playing, you know, uber competitive games every night, but in a year like this, in a year where it's just it's a weird year, no state championships. This is a year where a team like that can get some love. And clearly we see it as Sheehan comes in at number seven. Um, while we're at it, I'll go through the rest of the poll quickly. Notre Dame West Haven. After going four and zero with wins against Immaculate, New Canaan, Notre Dame, Fairfield, and the OT winner against Darien, they're number one. They got all thirteen votes in the poll, unanimous number one. New Canaan comes in at number two with one hundred and nine points. They're two and one. They beat Prep, lost to Notre Dame West Haven, and defeated Richfield. Fairfield Prep comes in at number three, also two and one. 108 points. So only by a point was New Canaan voted ahead of Fairfield Prep. Prep lost to New Canaan at the opener, um, beat Ridgefield, and then beat Darien 3 0 on three goals by Tiernan Curley, who returned after missing the first two games. Darien comes in at number four, 1 and 2. They smoked Granite 7 4, but then they lost to Prep and lost to Notre Dame West Haven in overtime. The Fairfield Co op jumps in at number five. This is a team that everyone was talking about in the preseason. Everyone I spoke to, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Don't sleep on them. You know, not, you know, oh, the old, oh, you're sleeping on my team, whatever. Everyone was like, you got to keep your eye on Fairfield Co-op. But when the voting happened, they were on the outside looking in. I believe they 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 had the 11th most points. Now, here they are at number five after dominating West Haven 9-1 and beating St. Joe's 4-1. Greenwich comes in at number six, one and one. Sheehan, like I said, at number seven. Ridgefield comes in at number eight. You know, Richfield, they had to open up with prep and New Canaan, the two and three teams, and then they got on the uh, they got in the win column uh, when they beat St. Joe's. Hand stays at number nine. Uh, Hand lost to Shane. They were coming out of quarantine, didn't have a lot of practices under their belt, if any, and they go right into they ran right into the buzzsaw saw that is Shane. They lost five one, and then they turned around and beat Xavier three to one. Speaking of Xavier, they come in at number ten after beating Hamden and losing to Hand. Other teams that received votes: North Haven three and zero by boy Andrew Sacco from his time at um, from his time at Lyman Hall. They're three and zero. Simsbury one and one. West Haven one and one. Northwest Catholic two and one. And St. Joe's one two. Uh, St. Joe's. We have Chris Nelson on the show. First year coach. We talk about, you know, what St. Joe's is going to look like heading into their first game. You know, all this great stuff. Great interview with Coach Nelson. And then they go out and they dominate Notre Dame Fairfield, who was ranked in the poll at the time at number eight. They beat him eight. They beat him eight one. Now, St. Joe's has lost the next two games. They're one and two, but no big deal. I mean, the FCX tough. It's hard. And they're competing in these games. Uh, So that's great to see. St. Joe's gets a little love in the poll. I will say, Credit maybe goes to me for having Coach Nelson on and Coach Nelson coming on the show. Maybe, you know, it was a little, gave him a little boost. Maybe, you know, maybe the poll is unlucky, but coming on the podcast is lucky. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm excited uh, to see what St. Joseph's doing. And then quickly, as we move, before I throw to my interview with Coach Festa, which is a lot of fun, we're going to take a look at, uh, some games to watch and some top performers from this past week. I don't want to give away my whole list, so you know, make sure you go to GameTimeCT.com to check out the list. But, I mean, there, there are some great performers. Uh, Louis Alfie, the goalie at, at BBD, went 3-0 this week, uh, including a 33-save shutout. He finished a week with one goal against and a 968 save percentage. He made 91 saves on 94 shots. Um, Wyatt Chrisman he notched a hat trick in the St. Joe's 8-1 win over Notre Dame Fairfield, first win over Division one opponent since 2018. I mentioned Curley's return to the lineup. Speaking of Fairfield Prep, Tommy Martin, this kid steps in finally gets his shot to be the starting goalie at Prep. Finally, you know he's good. he's a senior and he's finally the guy. He starts all three games last week for Fairfield Prep. He goes two and one. Right? Oh, whatever. They lost to New Canaan. <laughs> He has played, what, there's 45 minutes in a game, right? So that's, what, 135 minutes. He's played 134 of them according to the Fairfield prep stats. So for 133 minutes and 50 seconds, he has played shutout hockey. There was a 10-second kind of dip in Fairfield's play against New Canaan. New Canaan scores two goals. It's the only two goals he's allowed this year. He posted a 20-save shutout against Ridgefield and a 29-save shutout against Darien. He's got a 0.67 0.67 goals against average. He has made 74 saves on 76 shots. The two goals that I mentioned came in 10 seconds against New Canaan. Uh, I mentioned Joey Romano, but he scored six goals this year so far for the number seven Titans. Uh, quickly, we'll go through some games to watch. A lot of them are happening today. This podcast is going up on Wednesday, so I'm going to touch on them really quick. But Hanson's playing Notre Dame West Haven at four o'clock. That's a great rivalry. Um, obviously, they have the Green Bowl and football, but it's a deep rivalry for those schools that are pretty close together. New Canaan and Darianne are playing tonight at 730, a rematch of the FCAC Finals. Darianne's n- slow start, and you can't have a slow start in a season like this. So is you know, the Blue Wave going to right the ship against the rival Rams? We'll see tonight. I'll actually be there. Farmington Valley is playing against Northwest Catholic tonight as well up in the CCC. That's two of the better programs up there. As we move on in the week, we got Notre Dame, West Haven, and Fairfield Prep playing on Saturday at Wonderland. Number one versus number three. Could have been number one versus number two by one point. Um, so that's a great one. BBD and Milford Co-op, two of the better teams in Division Three in the SEC SWC, and that's a wide-open division uh, and then Notre Dame, Fairfield, and West Haven on Monday night. And I, the reason I, I like this game is, we know Prep and Notre Dame, West Haven are the two best teams in the division in the SCC SWC Division One. But the middle of the pack is still going to be fighting, you know, fighting for seeding, right? Fighting for where they belong in that division. And Notre Dame, Fairfield has had a very weird, head scratching start, but you know, you know hockey, you know Richie Minix. He's a state championship winning coach. He'll write the ship there. And West Haven came out great in their win against Hamden. A couple of bad games after. But this is a program that a lot of people think are going to take that step forward back to state relevancy. And a game against Notre Dame Fairfield on Monday will be really interesting to see how both teams play in that game. All right. That's enough for me. I'm going to throw it over to my interview with, coach, with Sheen coach Dave Festa. I look forward to seeing you guys at the ranks and you'll hear from me next week. Later. Joining me on the show now is Sheehan head coach who's been there. We think 12 years now, um, Coach Dave Festa. Coach, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Uh, Thanks Pete. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. You know, we, we go, we go way back. We go back to my days at the record journal uh, when kind of the Sheehan program began this rise to the top of the state. And you guys really haven't left there since.
1: No, you know, it's actually been a good run. I mean, it actually started with, um, you know, so youth hockey, you know, a lot of the kids coming through the program. And, you know, it's just been kind of building on that success. You know, you create that good program, people are going to come. And and I think that's what we're really striving to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, Joe Boyle. He worked with me at the Record Journal. I know he played for you um he used to tell me we had seven skaters and we would dress four goalies
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that was back in the day when we actually I I still can I still talk about that to the day I mean we had I think seven or we had eight skaters and I think in our first game we lost our first player to a concussion so we ended up with seven and you know what we still made the playoffs that year somehow
0: <laughs> and and four goalies and you never thought to put Boyle out there as, uh, as a skater
1: we we tried him once but I you know I'll have to uh <laughs> Let him know he wasn't a forward, he wasn't a defenseman. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, found he, his definitely home in, he found his home in the net.
0: Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, I love Joe, he's doing great things up in New York. But you know, two years ago, you guys reached the finals, play in what was an awesome atmosphere at Ingalls against Lyman, the Lyman Hall co op. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, what an amazing experience that was! It was that was a great experience you know i wish i wish the, t- i wish it turned out a little different from my perspective but you know just to have that experience and just build on that was just amazing
0: yeah i mean usually at Ingalls going to Yale the last eight years like the d1 game is the game that is packed out the d1 game is the one that has a line around the building and here's the d3 game all on its own i think it might have been the first year the ciac had the championship each night everyone got their own nighttime game and it was wrapped around to the parking lot.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the stories that people were telling me just trying to get tickets in there and just trying to get in there it was amazing. I mean, I was happy to happy to be there. I mean, it was you know, it was a great statement for the uh, for the program. And, you know, it, it's just building on that success.
0: Yeah. I, it was just, it was a wild atmosphere. I mean, your, your old, you know, uh, Jake was on the team. He was the captain on the team and Luke was a sophomore at the time and your wife who is super nice. I've been to a lot of games with her. She's really good at taking photos. You know, she was at the game taking photos. I mean, just, you know, when, when you look at she and you just see this family kind of, you know, experience because, you know, obviously it starts with you and your kids who play and your wife's involved, but then you got the Romano brothers and then you see, all of a sudden there's an older brother and then a younger brother's there, you know, even if it's a couple of years later, I mean, how have you built that kind of camaraderie and that kind of atmosphere in the program where it's like, you know, family's really important because it shows. Now,
1: you know, it's funny because, you know, we, when I, when I first started, um, you know, one of the key things is that we wanted to build the the team from the locker room out, but you know, I knew it was more than that. And, you know, I got to get a lot of credit to our, to our, um, Friends of Sheen Hockey, um, you know, and really what that starts is with our fundraising with the parents who, who really push or really have that sense of community, that sense of family, you know, looking out for each other, and, you know, it's just, it permeates through the team. And, and I think that's, that's been one of the key things, you know, and, and we've gone through a couple, you know, we've had some, some unfortunate, you know, folks that passed away and, and, and it's been something that has only drawn us closer, um, but it's just something that, you know, it translates from off the ice into the school, You know, and we talk about community, we talk about, you know, sportsmanship, we talk about perception all the time. Um, And it's just one of the things that we want to be, we want to make sure that we have that integrity, we have that character that, you know, you're seen as the hockey player in the school, whatever school you go to, you know, you're from the hockey team, you know, so it's always something that um, we want to make sure that, you know, they're understanding these days, especially, you know, on social media, and they're they're exposed these days, the the players these days have uh, an incredible exposure. Um, you know, so having that best foot forward and really, and really demonstrating that is, is a key message for me, year in and year out.
0: Yeah, I, you guys are one of the few. Now you guys are a D two school this year, but you guys are one of the few D three schools that can, you know, pack out a stadium, uh, pack out an arena. I'll tell you that it definitely transpires <laughs> to the school where you guys, you guys get fans, and not just against Lyman Hall. You know, when that play when Northford is packed out, but you go to Choate in a regular year. And so, yeah, it's a smaller rink, but there's not many standing room, you know, only spots at, uh, at those games, no matter who you guys are playing.
1: No, it's funny. I've had, you know, my, my AD and my, the principal at the school say the same thing, you know, so there's, you know, you're, you're getting fans constantly. And it, it's great to see that it's that, you know, that community and they build it, you know, the kids on the team do the same thing and they're going to football games and they're going to basketball games and they can too. So it's, you know, it's that, it's that, it's that, um, that feeling of community at the school. And, you know, they really push that at the school, which is, which is fantastic. And it shows with the students.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I just mentioned Choate this year, you guys are playing at a Northford. So how do you guys like your new, uh, your new home digs uh, so far?
1: Yeah, we're, we're, we're dealing with it. <laughs> the, the commute's good. You know, the schedule's good for us so far this year. I think 10 of our games are at Choate, uh, excuse me, in Northford this year, home or away. Um, so, I mean, you know, the kids grew up playing there, so they know it. Yeah. You know, it's like a second home to Chote. Um, you know, Chote is nice, it has its nice amenities, but you know, hey, this year we'll we'll skate where we can.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, you guys, there are ten ten year games there, seven teams from your own division will be playing out of that rank. Uh, have you guys been able to like catch other practices and been like, Ooh, like what are they working on? You know, while you guys are there or leaving, cause I, I know there are three rinks there. I'm not going to lie. I had my highlight moment of my hockey career in tier four B scored a goal in the tier four B men's championship game. Uh, not <laughs> oh, <prepared>. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> it was uh, the same amount of goals I scored in my high school hockey career uh, that day, oh. but you know, having everyone kind of close there together, mm-hmm. you know, how, how has that kind of experience been like where, you know, you're running into, you know, maybe hand or, uh, you know, North Brantford or Brantford, like all the time,
1: you know, I, I wasn't sure what to think about it when, when we first started the season. And, you know, I'm usually pretty, you know, secretive, or if you will, closed practices and, and that, and I had to get to, I had to adjust and, and go in there the way that I look at it now is I actually look at it a, as an opportunity to compete, you know, saying, so Hey guys, you know, people are watching even our practice, you know, so you've got to be competing in practice um and you know it's a high level high tempo practice and that's going to translate to the games um you know a lot of the times that we'll go in you know and and somebody else will be practicing and they're doing drills that you know sometimes look very similar to ours um you know but i mean when you when you come down to it it's you know in the game and you, you make adjustments in the game
0: yeah you know practice um most notably, you guys used to practice at like 5 a.m., 4 a.m. at Choate. I got to go to one last year, which was not fun. <laughs> um, but what time oh, – oh, What are you guys still practicing uh, that early at Northford?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's funny because we normally will practice in the morning uh, at Northford. Um, however, when uh, some teams go in quarantine, the afternoon slots open up. Um, so that's why we're actually afforded to go in the afternoon. Sometimes that helps, you know, and sometimes that we, we, lose, we lose kids because – they have work schedules yeah you know so um you know so it's a balance there too so but you know like this week we'll hopefully with if there's uh, no snow on uh, you know this this coming week that we'll be able to uh get an extra practice in that we normally wouldn't have done
0: no oh, well that's that's not bad and i'm sure the kids like the afternoon practice when they can i know i would um but you guys have gotten comfortable you guys are off to an awesome start three and oh uh dom you know pretty dominant win against hand who was ranked number nine in the poll to start the year the romanos are flying around on all cylinders luke is lighting the lamp you're having you know other guys step up and contribute when uh, you know you look around the state you see a lot of teams kind of get have been starting slow you guys haven't is there anything any method to that you know any method to that madness while you guys were able to just hit the ground running and you know, I saw some games earlier in the year that looked like teams were playing scrimmages, you know, and you guys just kind of hit the ground and started lighting the lamp.
1: You know, I, and I was thinking about that too. I and, mean, you know, we went for, you know, we started January 19th on the ice on the 20th with, the, with everyone else. Um, and we unfortunately didn't have a scrimmage, you know, so our first time in a, in a uniform this year was against hand. Um And I was thinking that if that was going to hurt us or if that was going to, you know, maybe help us, Um but, uh, you know, we had one scrimmage, you know, we I worked with Brian from Southington Hall to try and get the schedule and we worked for hours to try and find a date and then, and then it snowed. And so that all got wiped away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, so, you know, I was hoping to get the game experience in, you know, but we hit the ground running and we had those high tempo practices going, you know, we had a good flow and practices going, but let's the sea C- level kind of come down when you're not playing games. Um, you know, so I was getting a little nervous going into the games. And, you know, we had a little bit of a reset before the hand game and, you know, uh, hand came back in, uh, rescheduled from that Wednesday into that Friday um, to give them a couple extra days on the ice because they were coming out of quarantine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, uh, you know, we so we both, had, you know, Brian and I looked at each other before the game. We we're like, this game one. let's Let's go. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you beat hands 5-1, you put up nine on North Brantford, and then you put up eight on Monday night against Watertown. You know, I've spoken to many people who are like, Division three, Division two, Division one doesn't matter. Hey, uh, Sheen can score with anyone in this state. And when you, you know, when other coaches say that, other media members say that, I mean, this is, wouldn't have, you know, 12 years ago when you took over this program, did you ever <laughs> imagine that at this point you guys would kind of be in that conversation?
1: Uh, no, no, I, I really didn't, you know, and it was one of the things that I knew that if we kind of put the work in for the years and, 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 uh, in with the youth hockey and with the skills and the, and the players, um, that I think we could compete. Um, but I think this has just been, you know, just the kids coming together, the, the feel around it has just been amazing. I mean, it's just, and you know, that, that line has got such a scoring touch, but the key thing too, is we got scoring from other lines and, scoring from the defense, you know, Dylan hannessy is putting in a goal a game with the shots that are stunning the goalies, you know, he, he put one he put one in the other day that I don't think the goalie moved, and then the puck came back out, <laughs> and then just, it was out, you know, so we're getting that we're getting that balanced scoring too, I mean, and you know, especially that top line is is pushing the pace, and that's that's always what we talk about every year is pushing the pace, and, and uh, you know so if you, when you're practicing against that high level. And you got like someone like Joey Rico coming down the ice at full speed, you know, you gotta be able to stay up with them. So when you're, you know, so it's a great practice, you know, it's, so it's, it's a great tool both in the games and in practice to get the kid, everybody better.
0: We spoke about this at the beginning of the show, before we started recording, I had to ask you a question and, you know, you gave me your answer and I, and I'll say it now. Shane is going to be ranked in the top 10 poll for the first time, as far back as I go, as I can go. And I have reached out to many people who've been around for a very long time. They don't remember Sheen ever getting into the top 10 poll. Sheen will be in the top 10 poll right when this, when this airs on Wednesday, the poll will already be released and Sheen will be regarded by media members and coaches as a top 10 team in the state. Is that something you ever thought would ever happen?
1: (laughs) no it's honestly Pete, it's humbling um you know it, it's just amazing and it's you know to be where we're at uh to be ranked that high and to have you know other folks kind of taking notice um you know makes a statement for us and and you know certainly something that um you know garners the the, the right kind of attention these days and that, that's kind of what we're looking for um you know we're going out there to play the games you know playing our game game in and game out um And, you know, I, I tell the players, you know, listen, it's, this is, you know, especially this year, it's important that we're we're getting out there and just playing, you know, let's get out there and play. Let's make a statement and, and really put the, make your statement on the scoreboard. And that's, that's the biggest thing.
0: You guys definitely have done that. Um, Just a couple more questions to wrap up. You're, you're, if I'm correct, you're, you're from Hamden.
1: Yeah. Born and raised.
0: And you played at Hamden, right?
1: I lived a mile from the rink. So, yeah, all my youth hockey and all my, uh, my high school career was in Hampton.
0: Did you win any state championships when, when you were at Hampton? Uh, yeah,
1: 1989 with the uh, Todd Hall was on the point. Uh, my senior year, he was a junior or a sophomore. I forget which. And, uh, yeah, we ended up, I remember beating, um, I mean, it's a small world, a very small hockey world. We beat Fairfield Prep in the semifinals when they played the semifinals at West Haven when Ted Drury was on the team. <laughs> and then um and Eric Ernie. So uh I know his son is in the NHL now. Um and then uh we played Notre Dame of West Haven in the Hartford Civic Center. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: That's back pretty in. crazy. You guys ever think about scheduling ha, ha- Hampton soon? Um get you, you know, and Todd we, together? Yeah. <laughs> it'd be fun to go back and play.
1: It'd be it'd be kind of weird to go back to uh to hand the game on a Saturday afternoon, but I think it'd be fun <laughs> if we could ever do it.
0: Nice. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, There, there is there another Festa coming through the Sheehan system soon?
1: Yes, there is. Yeah. So we have a uh, Max is going to be coming through. So he'll be um, heading there next year, actually, just selecting his classes for next year as we speak.
0: <laughs> wow. Another. And Luke will be a senior, right?
1: No, no Luke, Luke, is, Luke
0: is a senior now.
1: Yeah, Luke is a senior now.
0: So Max will be just by himself. One more Festa. Is that the last one? That's the last one. Wow. So um, all three are right. There's three. It was uh, Jake, yep. Luke, and now Max and yep. you get to coach all three.
1: Yeah. It's been special. I mean, I've been coaching them, you know, obviously since we, they started skating on the backyard rink, you know, pushing, pushing the chair around in the backyard, <laughs> um, you know, that we build every year. Um, but it's, it's been, you know, as you can see the progression as as they're going and, you know, Max, um, you know, last, he's a first year band this year, you know, last, you know, this, this abbreviated year um you know last year in peewee's obviously had a pretty stellar year last year um too so actually looking for him to potentially step in
0: well, that's really exciting that's really exciting to hear coach and you know I, like i said you and i go uh, go back at least like the last like six seven years so i really do appreciate you taking the time and it, it's been fun to watch you guys you know get to this level and uh it's going to be fun to see the rest of the way
1: I appreciate it, Pete. Thank you very much.
0: All right. I'll talk to you soon, coach.